This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. It's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. Happy spring. What is the one article of clothing you should have in your closet? Signe, the wardrobe stylist, will reveal that. And the color of the year. Oh, I think you'll like it. But first, here's everything you wanted to know about CBD oil. You've heard of it, right? Do you know where to start? The CBD oil expert, Dr. Rechna Patel, is here. She's written the book, The CBD Oil Solution. So where do we start, doctor? So the first thing would be, you know, just getting some general information on what CBD oil actually even is. I feel like a lot of people dive into it not really knowing what it is. The second thing is asking the question, you know, is CBD oil even right for you? So CBD is being touted as a cure-all, but the fact of the matter is, is that it's not. What's really going on is that for certain conditions, CBD works very well, even better than pharmaceutical medications. However, for other conditions, it's not an effective medication. So tell us first, what is CBD oil? Let's break it down. You have CBD and you have an oil. So the CBD can come from uh, either hemp or it can come from marijuana. Now, the basic difference, in case you're wondering, between hemp and marijuana is the amount of THC. So by law, hemp has less than 0.3% THC. And by default, marijuana has more than 0.3% THC. Okay, now what you find on the market that's called CBD oil is most typically derived from hemp. And the way that the CBD actually gets pulled from the plant is an extraction process. And they use solvents for extraction, right? So Mm -hmm. the most common solvent that's used is carbon dioxide. Other times alcohol is used. And then other times you have uh, toxic chemical solvents such as hydrocarbons. So we're talking about butane, propane, hexane that are used to get the CBD out. Now, once it's out in the solvent, that mixture then gets, gets mixed in with a carrier oil. And that carrier oil is typically olive oil or coconut oil. So that, in the end, is how you get CBD oil. Okay. Since neither has a lot of THC, does it matter if we get our CBD oil from marijuana or our CBD oil from hemp? Does it matter? If you're worried about the THC, yes, it does matter. Because it, with hemp, you're going to have very, you're going to have insignificant amounts of THC with the hemp-based extract. With the marijuana-based extract, you can have as little as you know anything above 0.3 percent, or you can have much, much more than that. There's a minimum, but then it, it goes uh, beyond that too. So, if we're worried about THC, our best bet is the is the hemp-based okay. CBD oil. I just needed you to say it again. Now, where should we be buying the CBD oil? I'm going to guess not on the internet. Well, that is one of the way, the, the places that you can buy it, right? So the, online, and then you have health food stores that are selling it, and then you have uh, medical marijuana dispensaries that sell both hemp and marijuana-based CBD oil. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the question is not more on where you should get it, 
but what questions should you be asking before you actually, you know, pull out that wad of cash from your pocket? It's not a regulated industry, okay, the, the whole CBD oil industry. And so the burden sort of falls on you, the consumer, to make sure that you're getting a high-quality product. And there's a series of questions you want to ask to ensure that you're getting a high-quality product, right? So that includes, first and foremost, making sure that the product has absolutely been laboratory-tested. If it has not been laboratory-tested, don't even bother buying the product. Now, once it's been laboratory tested, you do want to ask for the laboratory test results. And specifically, what you want to ask for is, uh, what you want to look at is the exact amounts of CBD, because believe it or not, there are quote-unquote CBD oils on the market that have little to no CBD in them. That's what I figured. That's exactly what I figured, that a lot of people are selling snake oil because there's no CBD in it. So we can right. ask, show me the lab test and show me exactly how much CBD is in my oil. How much should be in there? Total amount of CBD in the product. Now, on average, what you can expect to find is anywhere from 250 milligrams to 1,000 milligrams in a one-ounce uh, bottle, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's not to say you can't find less or more, but those are the averages. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you want to make sure the amount of THC is less than 0.3%. Because I've had patients come into my office telling me they bought CBD oil and they got high off of it. And that's because this, you know, the product that they were using had much more than 0.3% THC. Okay, now that's number one. Number two, has it been tested for fungus and bacteria? And this is a especially important if you have a compromised immune system, okay? And this can be anybody from, you know, someone who's undergoing chemotherapy for cancer to someone who has an autoimmune condition and is on immunosuppressants. So, you know, either hemp or marijuana, they're both plants, right? And just like romaine uh, lettuce can, can get E. coli, so can hemp and marijuana, right? So there's a couple uh, bugs that you want to look for to make sure it's been tested for, include E. coli and salmonella. Um, and this is for healthy a- a individuals as well as those who have compromised immune systems. And then those who have specifically compromised immune systems, they need to check to see that, number one, it's been tested for pseudomonas. And then the other thing is, is that it's been tested for the fungus aspergillus. Okay, go um, back to that first word. What are we testing for? The first word was? Pseudomonas, which is a bacteria. Yeah, let me spell it. Pseudomonas. Yeah, there's a silent P. So P-S-E-U-D-O-M-O-N-A-S. Pseudomonas. And the second word we're testing for? Aspergillus. Aspergillus. A-S-P-E-R-G-I-L-L-U-S. And all of this is in uh, in detail described in the book as well. Yes, and the book, The Um, CBD Oil Solution, by Dr. Rechna Patel, is exactly what we're talking about today. It also includes over 40 recipes for CBD edibles and wellness products. So you're helping us out today. we got to make sure that our CBD oil is lab tested. We ask for the results. We ask for the exact amounts of CBD. We want less than 0.3%, right? Less than 0.3? Less than 0.3%, correct. And then we want to make... Make sure it's been tested for Pseudomonas and Aspergillus. Yeah, especially if you have a compromised immune system. Okay. Now, um, a couple more things, okay? Yeah. Pesticides. 
Okay, again, an unregulated industry, people can spray whatever the heck they want on the plant. So you want to make sure it's been tested for, for pesticides, especially two that are commonly used on, on hemp and marijuana plants. And these include biphenazate and myclobutanol. And again, I describe these in detail in the book. The other thing is heavy metal. Okay, so, so the cannabis family of plants are known as bioaccumulators. Essentially, they soak up all the heavy metals in their environment. So it has to be tested for heavy metals. And the four specific heavy metals that it should be tested for, arsenic, cadmium, lead, and mercury. You know, okay? you know what blows my mind? Arsenic, cadmium, lead, and mercury. We've got to make sure it's tested for that. I mean, who, who, who went in and dissected this plant and found out that after we extracted and did all these other things that it would be good for us? Um, okay, so it was actually prescribed over the counter. It was available over the counter as a medicine from 1850 in America all the way to 1937. So it's really? nothing new. Yeah, this has been used as a medicine not only in the United States, but all over the world since ancient times. So really what happened is that there was a period of time where because of political reasons and economic reasons, it was you know, made, made to, to be seen as a horrific drug when in fact it wasn't. It's a, it's a beautiful medicine that can help a lot of people. So, yeah, nothing new. We're just sort of picking up where we left off. In 1937. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the last thing is solvents. And I mentioned this a little bit before where there's safe solvents. I mentioned carbon dioxide and alcohol. And then the unsafe solvents, right? So butane, hexane, propane. And a lot of these solvents started to get used when this was a street drug. Uh-huh. And it, it sort of transitioned into mainstream. Uh, industry, but people are finding out more and more that there's residual amounts of these, of these chemicals left behind. They can do a lot of harm to the human body. So basically, just buy a CBD oil that's made with carbon dioxide. That's it. Carbon you know? dioxide, so, bottom line. Um, that's it. Okay. You know, do you ever think this industry will be regulated? Oh, yeah, for sure. For uh, sure. That's uh, where. Yes, that's definitely coming. But it has to, because, you know, there are all these undercover investigations that these uh, news channels are, in fact, doing, and they're finding stuff like lead and, and toxic levels of pesticides, and, hmm. you know, it, it's harming the consumer. Right. So at some point, I, I don't know if they're going to wait until enough people are harmed to regulate it, which would be really unfortunate, or if they're going to be proactive about it and start to regulate the industry. I mean, just recently, they, uh, you know, the cultivation of hemp was legalized in the United States, and this was only a couple months ago. So I would assume that regulation is coming very soon. Yeah. It's the wild, wild west right now, though, right? Basically. Yes. Not as much as it was when marijuana first became legalized for medical use back in 1996 in California. Uh-huh. There's definitely, like, in states where marijuana is legal for recreational use, there is a lot of regulations. The states mandate laboratory testing. So, you know, at the state level, when it's legalized for recreational use, there is regulation. What do you use it for? What do I use it for? Oh, gosh. Okay. I use it for anxiety on an as-needed basis. So when, for me, anxiety is not a constant thing. It happens depending on what my stress levels are in my life, right? So when stress levels get unmanageable, overwhelming, um, I start to get anxious. And that's when I use the, the CBD oil, right? Because CBD has um, a calming and relaxing effect because it affects serotonin levels in the body. 
And oftentimes what's used, what's prescribed for anxiety are what are called SSRIs. So these are medications that affect your serotonin levels. So it's believed that CBD is working very similarly to SSRIs, which are prescribed. SSRIs. Oh, your serotonin boosters. Right, right, right. Antidepressants. Yep, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Um, and then I also use it for insomnia. And again, I don't, I don't have chronic insomnia, but when I get very um, anxious, it, it, the first thing that it affects is my sleep. And I'll either have, I don't have trouble falling asleep, but I'll have trouble staying asleep. And I use CBD oil for that. And how do you use it? Do you just drop it under your tongue or do you put it in your drink or? Being in the field that I'm in, I always experiment with different methods, but the one method that I've, that I've stuck to is either I use uh, tinctures or edibles. Um, I rarely inhale it. You know, I don't smoke. And when it comes to vaporization, I rarely uh, vaporize. And that's, that's more of a personal preference. That's not to say that it's not an effective means of medicating. For some people, it's a very effective means of medicating. But for me, it's just a personal preference. So you'll make a little uh, a tincture or something in the, in the kitchen? Yeah, well, so the tincture comes ready-made, right? And basically what I do is I use the drops directly under the tongue, or I'll mix it up with like, uh, you know, like a spoonful of peanut butter. Right, right, right. Or, you know, I'll just mix it up with something. Yeah. And that's why there's recipes in the book. The reason for the recipes is that nobody really likes to take their medicine, right? So right. one of the problems that doctors encounter in medicine is what's called non-compliance, right? Meaning that patients are either not taking their prescribed medications or, or, t- or they're not taking them as prescribed. So really, you know, it's kind of a pain in the butt to, to take a medication. And, but eating food is not a pain in the butt. So this is a versatile enough of a medication where you can mix it with what you're eating. You take your dose and you mix it with what you're eating. And then, you know, you, 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 can, you can take it in a way where, you know, it doesn't feel like you're taking medication. The CBD oil solution, Dr. Rechna Patel is our guest. Treat chronic pain, anxiety, insomnia, and more without the high. I love the recipes, not only for the food things, but for the uh, the skin toner and the, the spa mask and the bath salts. All right, so now we know what we have to do. We have to look at the lab results. We have to do our research until this is regulated. So what company should I buy stock in? <laughs> um, you know, I, I try to stay brand neutral um, uh, just because I told you. I, I mean, the thing is, I get this question a lot, you know, which company should I buy from? You know, which, which one is the better company out there? I don't know what goes behind goes on behind closed doors at these companies. And so, you know, I, I can objectively tell you based on laboratory test results whether the product is a go or a no-go. Okay. But, but really, ultimately, you have to be asking, you know, the, the questions that I mentioned in and order to, to get a solid quality product. Great. And where can we find more information about you? Dr. Abbreviated DR, Rachna, R-A-C-H-N, as in Nancy, A. Patel, P-A-T-E-L dot com. I also have a really great YouTube channel that people find really informative. And you can just Google the CBD oil expert plus YouTube and my channel will show up on the first page of the Google search results. Just click on it. It'll take you to my channel. And I'm always answering commonly asked questions there. Now, the other thing that I do is I answer questions live in a Facebook group. And you can get to that Facebook group by going to facebook.com backslash groups backslash ask the CBD expert. Ask the CBD expert? 
Yep. Okay. The CBD oil expert on YouTube and Facebook, and she doesn't give stock tips, but I tried. That's Dr. Rechna Patel. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. I am planning two summer getaways. Weekends of inspiration, one by the river, the other in the mountains. Book early to ensure you will get a summer of inspiration and motivation. Casey.co has more. Next up, a lady who loves to give away advice, and she knows what she's talking about. Signe Klein, Signe the wardrobe stylist. Follow her on social media, Signe the stylist, S-I-G-N-Y, and invite her to your home. She'll get you spiffed up and ready to rock. Spring is here, Signe. What do we need to look great? Well, the first thing you need to do is what I call a closet detox, which means I need everyone to remove every little article of clothing out of their closet, and they need to try everything on. This is a great way just to understand what fits, what works. Many of us have been following Maria Kondo, and as she says, if it doesn't bring you joy, say goodbye to it. So if you are kind of debating about whether a piece of clothing is working or not, you know, invite a friend over to get their critical input on it or take a photo of yourself and then assess it from that picture to see, does this work for me? Is this making me happy? Does this look good? Ultimately, when you walk out the door, you want to feel your very best. And if there's pieces of clothing that aren't making you excited to put them on, then it's time to say goodbye and let someone else enjoy them. Now, I've met you in person and you are just one of those spectacular creatures that you look oh. like you're celebrating life the way you dress. Thank you. It, yes. uh, and I love it. And I know so many people would like to do what you do, but we find ourselves at the supermarket in our sweatpants. What right. can you do for us? I mean, I think I learned this from my mom and my grandmother is that just take a little bit of extra time for yourself. We, as busy moms or women, we focus on so many other individuals that we don't take time for ourselves. And it really makes such a difference, I feel like, in terms of your attitude and the energy that you're presenting. So that if you take those extra few minutes and put something on that excites you, you're going to be walking around the supermarket with a spring in your step versus, oh my gosh, I hope I don't run into a neighbor or a new friend looking this way. Right. It's energy. That's the word. You've hit the nail on the head. It's energy and also self-care right? Yes, it's so important. And I'm a big believer that less is more. So we don't need a huge wardrobe. Many of us are buying the same items time and time again. If you have fewer things in your wardrobe, it's going to force you to be more creative. Meaning like if you have this great leopard print skirt, how can you wear it more than just with a black top? And I'm constantly teaching my clients about having that opportunity to look at these articles of clothing and mixing it up and being creative. I heard you're about, you're from Canada, aren't you? I am, yes. <laughs> it shows. All right, just yes. a little bit. That's beautiful. Spring is here. Yes. What are the must-haves? Must-haves. So I'm a big believer in lightweight blazers. It's wonderful when you can put a lightweight blazer that has some color, put it with a pair of denim or a pair of flocks over dress or a skirt. There's lots of different options. I also believe in adding some color to your wardrobe. Pantone coral is the color of the 
year, and that's a fabulous color really on anyone, and you can really mix it with so many different colors out there in terms of the browns, the grays, the navies. So whether that's a pair of pumps that you're looking in that color or a trouser or a really feminine blouse, that's something that you should definitely consider. I'm also a big believer in dresses. I love dresses year-round. I find many women don't like wearing them in the cooler months because then they have to consider tights. Sometimes they're just not comfortable with that, but this is definitely a time to find a silhouette that works for you. Dresses are so feminine, and I just feel like it just makes you feel extra pretty when you put those on. And then I'm a big believer in belts, so I feel like people need to show off their waist. Some of us have a smaller waist than others, but it really allows you to define your body and kind of gives you a good proportion in terms of the overall presentation of your look. You have tricks for us to do inside our closet as well. Talk to me about the hangers. Yeah, so I love this idea. The idea is kind of reverse your hanger. So, you know, usually you'll put your hanger into your closet and then the the hook kind of goes over the rod. I'm suggesting everyone, when they kind of do that closet edit, that they reverse it and put it in backwards. So when you actually go to pick that piece of clothing, now you're going to reverse it and put it in the right way. This is a great visual for you to understand what pieces of clothing are you wearing and what are you not wearing. Because sometimes we don't realize we're still gravitating to the same piece or the same look. And it also allows you to say, I need to get rid of that because clearly I'm not finding an occasion to wear it. And then, too, what I'm listening to you, I'm realizing you don't need a lot of clothes if you can mix them and match them. Absolutely. I mean, that's the, that's the, when we think about Europeans, you know, they come to mind as a very stylish kind of area mm-hmm. in the world and they have very small closets. And so they have to be very smart in terms of how they put looks together. And so they're very mindful about, about buying quality and not necessarily some trend that's going to be in and out within the next, you know, six to 18 months. Right. They really want to make sure that the pieces are quality and that they're going to have a timeless appeal to them and fit you very well. Timeless appeal. Wonderful. I think I'm the only person in the planet who yes. didn't buy the... Uh, um, well, I shouldn't say I didn't buy. I have I have only one of the cold shoulder shirts. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Then Christmas time came and I found one in red velvet. So I have the one. Okay, Um, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I felt ridiculous. Like, I'm following the herd. I have to show my shoulders. What, you know, and that everyone, they're out of date already, right? Oh, they completely are. Yes. It's actually funny that you say that because I was just looking in my closet as I now know today is the first day of spring and kind of thought to myself, why did I follow that? But, um, (laughs) you know, sometimes we get caught up in certain um, looks and you know not all trends are going to work for you like for instance I've never been a huge fan of skinny jeans I love them on other people but for my body type they don't look that appealing Mm. so just because it's in fashion doesn't mean that you're supposed to follow it I think it's really important to understand what is your brand image and what do you want to what do you want to communicate because that is how people are going to interact in terms of how you're presenting yourself right you're putting yourself out there and you're calling attention to yourself so what is it you want to say when i talk to you this makes sense when i stand in front of my closet i'm a bit confused and that's why you have to do that closet detox of pulling everything out Mm -hmm. because then and when you do that you know you will say to yourself am i excited 
to put this piece of clothing on or I'm just like, ah, it's okay. I don't have anything else quite like it, so I might as well keep it. I would say no, depart with it. She's something. Signy, the wardrobe stylist, S-I-G-N-Y. Follow her on social media and you'll get some great ideas. You are listening to Shine On, the inspirational podcast for health and happiness. You can follow it and subscribe to it and like it and comment on it on iTunes and SoundCloud and many other platforms. You can also listen to a podcast anytime at casey.co, K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O, and drop me a line while you're there. Thank you for tuning in today. Come to a summer weekend getaway, details at casey.co, where you'll also get a thought for the day every day. Yeah, on the website. And today, as we burst into spring, we have three thoughts, all inspired by Signe the stylist. I couldn't just pick one. The first is Karl Lagerfeld, who said, Trendy is the last stage before tacky. Coco Chanel said, Before you leave the house, look in the mirror and remove one accessory. But it was Leonardo da Vinci who said, Simplicity is the ultimate form of sophistication. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.